So I just bought these new sneakers from these drug dealers that I know. And I don't know what the fuck they laced them with, but I have been tripping all damn day. (laughs) I cracked myself up. Welcome and welcome back to the Hope Chase podcast. I am Angie and I am your host. Thank you so very much for listening. This is episode 49. So grab a coffee, a tea, a snack, and turn your volume up because in this week's episode, I am kind of freestyling. Well, every single week I'm freestyling. I never take notes. I never write shit down. Rarely, if I have like a good idea or a good thought that I don't want to forget, I'll make a little note in my notes app. But other than that, I freestyle these episodes every single week. But anyways, that's besides the point. I had a couple things, aha moments, a couple of thoughts that kind of blew my mind and shifted my perspective about my addiction and spending so long in active addiction and my life. And also how setting goals can be incredibly difficult for our future. So I'm going to just talk about that briefly today and that's it so let's get into it first things first i want to say that it has officially been one full year of the hope chase podcast this is bananas january 15th of 2023 was the first day that i posted a little mini episode and published the first bit of content for this podcast I cannot believe it's been a full year, and this means that I have only taken two weeks off this entire year, so I am, quite frankly, quite proud of myself. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on this journey. I truly hope there is nothing but bigger and brighter things for the future, and with that, let's get into it. If this is the first episode of the Hope Chase podcast you are listening to, hello and welcome. Who the hell am I? I'm Angie, and I was a heroin addict for almost 20 years of my life. I got myself into a lot of shit. I've been homeless and out of jails, institutions, programs, detoxes, hospitals, several overdoses. And in November 2019, I put it down for the last time. I've been on a hell of a roller coaster ride of healing and recovery for the past several years. And in January, this time last year, the Hope Chase podcast was born. So thank you so much for joining the Hope Chase today. If you spent multiple years or extended amount of time in your active addiction, do you consider that time as wasted? When you think about your past or the years or the time that you spent using or drinking, Do you think that you just threw it all away, that it didn't mean anything? Time and time and time again, I've seen people talk about their past and their addiction, considering it to be a waste. But I truly don't think that is the case. Today, I want to offer you a different perspective. And you can probably understand and relate to that feeling of, well, what am I supposed to do now? That feeling of being lost when you stop using. I used for 20 years of my life. Half of my entire life was spent in active addiction. So it makes sense that when we stop using after so many years of doing the same thing, then we have a sense of, well, now what? I've talked in the past about that feeling of boredom, how a lot of us are just bored when we stop using because it makes sense because we spent so much of our time in chaos, creating chaos, 
and in general, destroying our lives. So it makes sense that we feel bored because when we get clean, that is removed from our lives. And over this past week, I kind of had this thought in regards to this subject, not so much in terms of feeling bored, but yes, I know that is incredibly common, but also because I realized that my addiction was my purpose. I used for so long that my addiction became my purpose in life. It was the reason I got out of the bed in the morning. The reason that I got out of bed every single day was in order to get off E, to cop what I needed for the day in order to not be sick and hopefully get high and feel numb for a while. But that became my entire purpose in life. I've also done an episode dedicated to purpose and my perspective on purpose in life. But in this regard, I had this thought, and I'm not so sure I've ever thought this in the past. I'm not so sure I've ever even talked about it. But the way I think about this kind of blew my mind because it makes so much sense, right? I've been thinking a lot recently about my day-to-day life. I'm kind of in this limbo where I'm waiting for something to come in so I can do other things. So right now, I'm just kind of doing the same thing on a daily basis. And it's quite frankly, boring. And also I'm getting fucking sick of it, to be honest. So I started thinking about my life in terms of purpose. And it dawned on me that for so many years, for 20 years during my active addiction, I did in fact have intense purpose in my life. Now, mind you, I am not saying that having active addiction or having your addiction serve as your purpose is a good thing. (laughs) Not at all. What I am saying is that that's what it becomes. Your addiction becomes your entire purpose in life. So when we get clean, when we stop using, when we try to start recovering, it makes sense that we feel lost because our entire purpose in life is removed. And it makes sense as to why we relapse and we return to it because each and every one of us needs to feel some sort of purpose in life. Purpose is so important in feeling joy. Purpose is so important in healing and recovering and actually living a fulfilled life. Of course, I remember the shit, the misery, the absolute chaos of my daily life back then. Every single day was complete chaos, stressed out of my mind. How the hell am I going to get money? Waking up each day, feeling miserable. But also I had a reason to get out of bed in the morning. I had a reason to be motivated. I literally would never stay home all throughout my active addiction. Even if I had nothing to do, if I had no money, I had no way to cop, no way to hustle for that day. I would still go out and I would sit in my car and I would refuse to stay home because staying home doing nothing made me feel like a quote unquote loser. Even in active addiction, I needed that sense of purpose and my addiction did that for me. And although, yes, it's a shitty purpose to have, (laughs) 
having to go cop drugs and get off E every single day is a shitty purpose to have, but it is a reason to keep going. And when we stop using and start this recovery and healing journey, we still need that. The addiction is removed. The physical addiction is removed. That purpose that you've had for so fucking long is removed. So what do we do now? We need to replace that with some sort of other purpose. And this is why AA is so important. This is why having a home group is so important. Commitments and having jobs at meetings is so important because it replaces that active addiction purpose with a healthy purpose, especially in early recovery. You have to show up to things. You have a reason for leaving your house other than to cop drugs. <laughs> Going to meetings is a much better reason to leave your house than, it, than to go cop drugs, obviously. And also building structure and a routine, getting a job, even if it's some shit job. That's why they say humility is so important because it gives you that purpose especially in early recovery that we all need in life in general. Like I said, everybody is just reaching and striving and searching for a purpose in life. It's also about accountability and building a routine for yourself. Even though I was in active addiction, I had a fucking routine. I woke up every day. I would do my cotton or whatever I'd left over from the night before so that I could function for the next several hours. I'd get dressed. I'd leave my house. I'd go to Starbucks. <laughs> I'd sit in my car. I'd drink coffee. I'd hustle for money for the day. I'd call my dealer. I'd cop. I'd go home. I'd get high. And I'd nod out in front of the TV for a few hours. Wake up at about whatever time in the early morning, <laughs> wash my face, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, do the whole thing all over again every single fucking day. It was a shitty, miserable routine, but it was a fucking routine. <laughs> it was my purpose. It was my reason to keep going. And I had accountability. Calling my drug dealer and him saying, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, that is accountability. <laughs> I had to be there. I had to be accountable to myself to make sure I wasn't sick every day. We need something to hold us accountable. That's why so many people say doing it on your own is not possible. And if you know my story, you know that I never say that. Doing it on your own, that's what I did. I mean, you're never truly on your own. But I also was in AA for several years, way back 20 years ago. So I do know and agree and live by a lot of those same principles. But having purpose, accountability, having a routine, these things are crucial and an integral part of successful recovery. And using for so many years, I got so used to doing the same thing every day and also being rewarded on a daily basis. When I would cop at the end of the day or whenever I would cop, I would get that insane reward of getting high, that dopamine rush in our brains. So we got used to that. Our bodies got used to that. My brain got used to that daily reward. In life in general, we usually don't get that daily reward. That's why we find ourselves chasing a lot of other things 
in recovery because we're chasing that daily reward, that instant gratification. That's why it's so important to find things and do things that you love to do in life. And that's why working out and exercising and finding other things that give you that dopamine rush is so important in recovery. But we also have to accept that it's just not sustainable. It's just not quote unquote normal. It's just not achievable to get that sort of gratification on a daily fucking basis. In recovery, we have to accept that and be like, you know what? It's not healthy. It's not healthy for your brain to have that kind of dopamine rush on a daily basis. It really isn't. It literally changes your brain chemistry. If you know about what addiction does to the brain, this is real. It really changes your brain. And it takes a while for your brain to go back to normal and to balance itself out and find that homeostasis so that your brain isn't craving those huge dopamine rushes that it's so used to. So why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I think this is an interesting spin and I'm not so sure I ever thought about my addiction in this way before. I think it's a good way to reframe it in our brains because so many times and so many times I see even on social media, people saying that they wasted their lives during active addiction and that X amount of years were wasted because they were using. But I don't think that's the best way to think of it at all. There is no such thing as wasted years. Instead, if we think of addiction as this way, it served us. It gave us purpose. It gave us accountability. It gave us a routine. It gave us a reason to keep going, really, and to be grateful for it. Because if it wasn't for those things, it would have been so much easier to just give up on all of it. Because any life with addiction or not, needs these things. And even though my life completely sucked, and yours probably did too, during all those years of using, we still had purpose. We still had a reason to keep going. It might not have felt like it, but looking back now, I can be grateful that I did have that. Because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't be here. And I'm grateful for that version of myself who did keep going. Because without her, I wouldn't be here today. Something else I thought of over this past week, and in terms of setting goals for yourself, whether it be to get clean, get sober, start or continue your recovery and healing journey, or maybe it's start your own podcast or share your own story or get a new job, whatever it is, whatever goals you have in mind for yourself, whatever you see your life being like in five years down the road. Coming from active addiction, coming from a past that includes addiction, a lot of us become isolated. Addiction isolates all of us. We don't really spend time with other people. I didn't. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have any friends. Who has friends when they're in active addiction? You might have running partners. You might have people you get high with, people you go drink with. There really aren't any friends in active addiction setting goals for ourselves, for our future. We're coming from this place of isolation. We're coming from this place of never hearing or having positive conversations with anybody, really. Every single conversation you have with somebody during active addiction is usually negative. Usually has to do something with defending yourself against somebody accusing you of using or being mad because you're using. 
conversations and connections are usually just negative. So when we're trying to get clean and start this journey for ourselves, we're coming from that place of always being surrounded by negativity, always being in negative conversations, always being and feeling isolated, not being around true or real connections. So when we're setting goals for ourselves, we have absolutely no idea, truly, what is possible, what our abilities really are. Say, for instance, you want to start your own podcast. You want to start to share your story, but you're kind of doubting yourself, wondering if you're good at speaking or wondering if you can even articulate yourself in a way or wondering if anybody can even relate to what you have to say. And chances are coming from years or however long you spent in active addiction, you probably never received that validation. So you probably never really got complimented. Nobody ever really validated your abilities You probably don't know what your skills are because nobody's complimenting you. Nobody's telling you you're good at doing things. So self-doubt, this doubting yourself is so common. So when we're setting goals for ourselves, we really have to do it from this place of just wanting to do something without having any idea if we're good at it. So self-doubt is normal. And having to do things without the validation, without the feedback, in order to be successful, is fucking necessary. My point in saying this is that just because nobody has told you that you're good at something doesn't mean that you're not good at something. Addiction isolates us. Most of us spend years alone in our addiction wishing that we could have a brand new life, looking at other people thinking, oh, if I could only have that, or looking at other people's lives and wondering why we can't achieve what someone else has achieved. We don't hear the compliments or good things or good validation from others. We don't get feedback from other people. So it makes sense that you're doubting yourself or that you do doubt yourself, especially when setting goals for yourself. And while I do struggle with socializing still with other people, even though I live on such a small island, (laughs) it's impossible. I already know everybody. Everybody knows me. There's nobody new. There's no healing. There's, I mean, if you know this island, let me tell you a little something about this island that I've learned over the past five years. Every single non-Mexican person that lives on this island is broken. 100% of the people that live here, that moved here from outside of Mexico, myself included, are broken people. I don't know if I've met anyone who has been on a healing journey like I have. It's incredibly difficult to find people in this community that I can relate to. So that's kind of a unique situation for me to be in. I cannot wait until I can move off of this island, but that is a conversation for for a different day. So my point is, is that this is why it's so important to create positive connections in this journey and to realize that the people that you've been surrounding yourself with are not real, are not true. Just know that None of us, none of us, myself included, have any idea what we're good at. (laughs) This is why we have to try new things. 
because we have to figure that shit out. These are just some things that I have thought about over this past week. I thought it would be interesting for me to share them because I never really thought about these things in these ways before. And I think it's important to change your perspective or to have multiple perspectives on pretty much everything in life, really. So that is it. Thank you so much for joining the Hope Chase today. This is all I have to say for this week's episode. Don't forget to follow along from whatever podcast platform you are listening from. Hit that little follow so you never miss a new episode every single Tuesday morning when they drop. Follow along on social medias at the Hope Chase Pod on all the things. I'm mostly active on Instagram and it's at the Hope Chase over on YouTube. Also check me out on Linktree. The Hope Chase podcast has a Linktree page that is all things The Hope Chase, has all my social media platforms, also a link to donate if you feel so called to do so, and a couple of cool free playlists of healing frequencies and subliminals. And if you feel called to donate and send a little help this way, thank you so much. I am active on Cash App. Username is The Hope Chase. There's forever a link to donate in my Instagram bio. And as always, feel free to message me at any time via Instagram to say hi, shoot the shit, or give me any kind of topic suggestions. So once again, thank you so much for joining The Hope Chase today. This is The Hope Chase Podcast. I'm Angie, and welcome to The Shit Show. See you next time.